Welcome to Survive the Night on Patreon. Today, the boys are going to be reading some creepypastas. Muahaha. I love lasagna. I like a good bow tie pasta. I oh, you know what? I got really into pa- uh, bow tie pasta at some point <laughs> in my life. That's uh, a weird sentence. The, tex- <laughs> the, the texture, the texture of bow tie That's pasta. That's just a good because so it's satisfying. soft on the outside and then gets super a bit fancy. Harder. I also haven't had a good lasagna in a very long time. You know who has lasagna like twice a week? Do you know who bought one earlier today? Because he's gonna have <laughs> there it. There you go. <laughs> There's a vegan, like a full package vegan lasagna you can get from Safeway. Yeah, plant based. They have lasagna and uh, shepherd's pie, full size, like actually full size, like yes. a big full rectangle. size. Yes. Or you can get a single serving one. It's like thirty dollars. Yes, twenty four. Damn. And, and it's yeah, good. I eat the entire thing. It's myself. good. Making vegan lasagna sucks. You know what's a great pasta though? I'm sorry for saying pasta. Uh, creepy pasta. I love me some creepy <laughs> pasta. Uh, good segue. Yeah. Welcome to another special Patreon episode of Survive the Night. This was Ryan's idea. We're gonna go through some. Uh, Hmm? Creepy, creepy hmm. pastas, including one written by yours truly, which maybe we could do first. Anyway, my name is Amir. I'm here with Andy. Hello. And Ryan. And what inspired mm-hmm. you, Ryan, for this? Okay, I'm not going to lie. It's kind of a ripoff. <laughs> the last podcast does this quite often, and it's just fun. It looks like it's a fun thing to do. So I thought, well, we'll try it for... Yeah, we can try it for an episode and see what happens. Yeah, we're going to read some. We're going to kind of act out some of the characters in them like you like. Okay. <laughs> Bring back the computer. Like you, like you fucking slutty little listeners. Um, but yeah, if you guys are cool with it, maybe we can do the one that I wrote first and then go through. Uh, I guess. It's called The Painting Next to the Door. And I was actually inspired to write this because of a painting next to the door in my apartment. Uh, the... F- Doc's called Pasta Tail. Oh, okay. <laughs> and there's something about this painting that, I, you know what, I'm not going to spoil it ahead of the actual fucking pasta. But so, Andy, you're the, again, the narrator, and you're also playing yourself, and I'm playing, no, you're not playing yourself, you're playing Billy. Yeah, but you wrote me as Andy. I know. <laughs> uh, so deal with that. Uh, Ryan's Desi, I'm Shamil. Of course you are. <clears throat> So at the beginning here, is that me? Yeah. Yeah, you're narrating. Oh. All right. I was laying alone on the couch last night. <laughs> the way I always What do. are you, a fucking neo-noir <laughs> You know what? It's odd because I kind of got that vibe while I was writing it. The faint it, so. blue glowing hue of the television set on my skin and reflecting off of my glasses. Fucking nerd. As another ad interrupted my scheduled programming, my eyes caught someone else's. That painting next to the door again. Her eyes. A painting of a celebrity stylized to look artistic. But her eyes 
And they looked alive. They looked through. Door opens. Yo! <laughs> this isn't a fucking <laughs> script. This is supposed <laughs> to be a story. <laughs> it's a it's a mix. Have you read Creepy? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so this isn't this is more of an audio drama. This is an sure. audio drama. Yeah. We should probably do the noises then. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, say your last line again, Andrew. But her eyes, they looked alive. They looked through. Bang! <laughs> yeah, that's a door opening. <laughs> For some reason, I thought it was door creeping opening, so I was going to do that, and then I was like, oh, fuck, no, it's opening slowly. <laughs> Yo! It was only Shamil. Desi following him in. Am I a lady or a man? What is Desi? You Doesn't matter, Desi, right? Desi, whoever no. you want. You can be whatever, yep. <laughs> Look what Shamil and I found. Is that what I think it is? Why, though? To conjure the spirits of the deceased. I didn't believe in that sort of thing. <laughs> but it did draw my attention. It's just so <laughs> funny that he's doing, like, if this is his inner monologue. He <laughs> <laughs> sounds like this. It's better than my actual inner monologue. <laughs> I was going to say something very dark, but <laughs> we're just going to bounce along. Just says, kill yourself. Kill but in yourself. A, again, in an old-timey detective <laughs> But it did draw my attention back to the painting. This celebrity was deceased. But that would be silly. People don't try to talk to the spirits of dead celebrities, do they? So how do we start? You place your fingers, like so, but don't apply any pressure, or just barely any pressure. Wait, shouldn't we figure out who we were trying to reach? <laughs> Sorry. Good point. I forgot what voice I was <laughs> <laughs> Bang! That's fine. This is part of the experience. Look, I don't want to offend you or anything, Billy, but didn't your grandma pass not too long ago? Um, all right. <clears throat> Nana. Nana, can you hear me? <gasps> it wasn't one of those things. <laughs> Where we were asked to do. <laughs> do that part again. It wasn't one of those things where we were asked, who did it? Who pushed the planchette? Planchet? Planchette. We knew it wasn't us. There was an energy in that room that filled the energy. <laughs> there was an energy that filled the room and it terrified me. We didn't move past that question. We were all too freaked out. It was another one of those nights. Hey, yo, Desi and I will be back in a bit. You uh, need anything from the store? All alone. I'm good. <laughs> See ya in a bit. You take care now. <laughs> My heart sunk quicker than the door closed. I was suddenly filled with an over overwhelming sense of grief. It felt like the blood had drained out of me. You take care now? Desi never says anything like that, but that's how Grandma used to say goodbye to me. I felt my chest tightening. Then, those eyes. The picture again, I swear, on my Grandma's grave that I saw them shift. I knew that the Ouija board would only spell problems. Bang! This was it. The moment 
My entire being shifted entirely. Entirely it did. I don't know what sort of demonic entity entered our home that night, but it was the last time I saw my friends and family. At least, the last time I saw them in human form. <sighs> From that point on, I became the eyes of the painting next to the door, staring out at the world with no one to acknowledge my existence. No one except the shadows that lurk within this tormented dimension. The end. You know, not bad. It's much better than a lot of the stuff I've read on really? Creepypasta. Really? Okay. Pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. The fucking narrator voice. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so uh, I collected a couple of stories here. A couple good, a couple bad. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, I think we'll all just read one ourselves. If you want to... Read it how you would read it in your head, or if you want to do voices. We don't want to do that just because, uh, you know, my inner <laughs> monologue is a detective from the 30s. Or if you want to give it some real gravitas, stuff like that. Cool. You can do whatever you I'm want. I'm excited. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, just pick, I guess, <clears throat> any one of the I'll good ones. I'll just pick ones? the first one uh, sure. from the good one, which is Come Resurrection. This was written in January 15th, 2009. It's in the strange and unexplained category. Uh, and out of 330 votes, it has an 8.15 out of 10. Who's it by? <clears throat> um, does it say? No, it should. It might say anonymous. So it says, credited to Lindsay S., also known as Hacker on Hacker. Okay. Hello, beautiful. If you can read this, please listen to my confession. You probably don't know me, but I've known you for a very long time. And I don't know if I should say this yet, but I love you. Oh. I, I do. I love you. I do. I really do. I love you so much that I built your entire world for you so you may live on and on and on. I built it just after I met you. You were so beautiful lying there with your dreamy eyes tenderly shut, your near translucent skin which seemed to be growing paler and paler by the second. The way your limbs were twisted, delicately mangled at the joints to form such an unearthly vision of vulnerability. Delicately mangled? Oh, that must have been such a long fall. Not only did the building possess incredible height, but I know how the most glorious of angels must fall the furthest. Oh, my angel, my contorted angel on the pavement, your soft flesh had been scraped away in just the right places, revealing your inner body's artistic formation. No one could ever pre appreciate such a sight, but I. No one but I could ever admire the curvature of your neck, bent a perfectly 90 degrees to the right and twisted around twice, and only twice. As soon as I saw you there, I just had to reach out and touch you. I shivered in anticipation as I traced my fingers down your body, right to where it was already beginning to split. It stunned me with excitement, making me wonder at every second whether you'd burst apart. And I carried you. I was ever so careful, making sure I didn't damage what was left of your body. Some fragments of your skull fell out on the way, but I was quick to push them back in. Don't worry. You were still in one piece when I brought you home. Good. I brought you to lay on my bed, shattered arms crossed over your chest. You look just like the pretty corpses in old fairy tales, even more so when I dressed you in my mother's wedding gown. 
I took out my spell book, ready to resurrect you, but no, the time wasn't right. I was afraid I would frighten you away, so I created your afterlife, one just like the world you knew, that I could keep loving you, you and your wounds, for what could be eternity. But I think you're ready to be revived now, to gaze upon the blackened eyes of me, your savior from below. You will live again with love and beauty that will never die, as your wounds will always be fresh and your bones just as mangled as they were when I met you. You'll be able to feel my touch for the first time, our fluids mingling together, your cold blood. Don't worry, my love. I'll be just as gentle as I've always been. Creepy. Sir, I know this is an open mic, but you need to leave. That was powerful and haunting. <sighs> Andrew, were you just reading along while he was doing it? I was. Oh, yeah. I like to do that. Um, I like to know what what's coming next. It did kind of feel oddly Hellraiser-y in, in a way. I was going to say it felt like almost necromantic, mm-hmm. kind of uh, flowers of flesh and blood. Creepy. Not my favorite style of horror, but well written, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Okay, who's going next? You are. I am? Okay, I'm going to go with this one. Can I please just... Okay, hold on a second. Why is my phone being an asshole? Open. I'm an asshole. I'm an asshole. You know that song by Dennis Leary? Oh, yeah. I don't like that. Okay. This story is called It Started as a Leak. And it is by... Fucking... Where did you find the by? At the very bottom. Oh... Be better if they put it at the top. That's what you would think, like a byline. Yeah, but yeah. And this is credited to Ariel Lowe. Hey, Ariel, shout out. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> but she's <clears throat> dead. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> the rainy season began in early summer, and June had been no exception. It did not surprise the man when he discovered rainwater dripping from his dining room ceiling. Shrugged it off, he placed a tall pot beneath the leak and expected it to stop on its own. However, it continued to rain, and before he knew it, the pot would threaten to overflow. He had to dump the water out first thing in the morning and straight after he returned home from work. Eventually, he began to notice water damage at the source of the leak. The white ceiling had discolored, turning a dull shade of brown. He checked the weather and realized that it would continue to rain sporadically over the next ten days. The man was worried about the ceiling mildewing and becoming an expensive repair, so he called a local handyman. Smart, smart move. Okay. Okay. Agreed. I'm just like trying to live in this world right now. Unfortunately, the man could not sign to have the repairs done. Only his landlord could. Fucking landlords. Fucking landlords. It was a frustrating policy. Just paint over it. The man called his landlord but could not reach him. He left him a few voicemails detailing how the damage was becoming progressively worse. The man was clueless as to why his landlord would not return his calls. They usually kept in touch, speaking at least twice a month. Finally, he reasoned that he would not be held accountable for any damages sustained. Take pictures. Definitely. One night, the man was startled awake by a massive thump. He quickly turned on his bedside lamp and just vaguely 
He could see an overturned table and a large shape laying across it. He sprinted out of his apartment and called the police, gagging at the smell. The man sat in the police station with a blanket wrapped around his shoulders and a coffee mug resting in his hands. He did no one thing. There had been a dead body in his ceiling, and the water had saturated it so badly that it caved under the weight. So far, the body was unidentifiable due to the rainwater and was being autopsied. While the man waited, he called his landlord and finally reached him, panicking as he explained the situation. His landlord was just as alarmed, and the man pleaded for him to come to the station while he made his statement. The man paused as a detective crossed over to him, and he lowered his phone, wondering if the body had been identified. His blood ran immediately cold. (laughs) (laughs) And he shook his head with terror. The body belonged to Richard Thompson, his landlord. What? He had died over a year ago. That's not what disturbed him the most. If his landlord was dead, then who was pretending to be him? I think Andy's had scarier landlord encounters. I have. (laughs) So, uh, disclaimer, as we've mentioned in the podcast before, Andy can't read. So he's going to try, as he's tried during every episode we've done. He also can't hold in a sneeze anymore. Yeah, you did that at the perfectly wrong time. You also shouldn't do that. Why do you do that? Hold in sneezes? Yeah. Uh, cause I just let it out. So this is a weird thing. Robin taught me recently. I think it's complete bullshit, but apparently, no, that's hiccups, not sneezes. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. That's shitting your pants. That's not, it's completely different. When you need a sneeze, you should just sneeze yeah, and let it go. Not try and blow your brains out your ears. <laughs> I need to say the hiccup thing though, cause now people are going to be wondering. So <laughs> really? Hiccups are like this evolutionary thing from fish or some shit like that and apparently if you have hiccups you say i'm not a fish and you stop having them she said this has worked for four or five people i think again it's complete has it worked for you i've never tried it do you have to say it out loud or just like think it like that you're not a fish that's that's ridiculous let us know if that's true okay andrew which one do you want to do ethan let us know if that's true (laughs) uh i'll take a gander at one of the bad ones just pick one. All right. This is called The Town of Blanche. <laughs> this has a 2.63. What should, uh, what should my voice be in this? Over 3,000 Should votes. I go back to my... Uh... Uh, if, Amir, you're clicking on the links too, can you scroll down and let us know? This one actually doesn't have an author. Oh, it's anonymous. What's... Uh... What kind of voice do I need to do for this? Whatever you like. Come on, man. I didn't pre-read them. You didn't? No. How did you choose? I just went, oh, what are some high highs and rated lows? ones with that are under like three minutes? What are some oh. low-rated ones under three minutes? And then I... I can read them. Can <laughs> I? Added some extra stuff. No, shut the fuck up. All right, then. Listen, Berthephany, you're not part of the podcast. If you visit Francis... Sorry. Sorry. I can't even read this. Francis Cote d'Azur. In your lifetime, do everything you can to avoid a small town called Blanche. I was in the country once with my parents around eight years ago. I was 12 at the time. We were on a family vacation. And we found our... Stop for a second? I heard that too. It's you bumping it. Yeah. Bumping that. 
bump that again and bump you. You have to stop fidgeting, unfortunately, if you want it to stop. <laughs> Be completely still. <sighs> and we've, okay, so where am I here? So we're in a place called Blanche Files. We're on a family vacation, and we found ourselves looking for a place to get some rest and enjoy some of the local color. We were getting, ready, or getting really hungry on the road, so it was with some luck that a town, unmarked on our map, rose unexpectedly on the horizon. This was the town of Blanche. Immediately after we entered Blanche, we noticed that the colors of the houses were darker than anything I had seen in my entire life. What does that mean? It's not like they were black or gray. They were normal colors for walls. They just looked not right. Oh, there you go. It's yeah. hard to explain, almost like it was a color that we don't even have a word for because it's so dark and strange. Blurple. A few minutes after driving around the town, we all began to notice the fishy stench, like a Friday market, except for the fact that no fish were being sold. Well, you know, party at a mom's house. <laughs> okay. The people in the town also had a really weird skin tone, almost frostbitten, and a tinge of deep blue. It's like a weird metaphor for racism. <laughs> These people were different from me, and that scared me. Yeah. The houses. I'm racist towards the houses. If I recall correctly, my father said something like, These guys sure look like the sea. <laughs> we had originally planned to stay in the town for a while, but my mother and sister were so disturbed by the creepy atmosphere and the town's Denzians that they insisted that we keep driving and find a different town to stay the night. Advertisements, advertisements, advertisements. Says advertisements. No, I know. You're not funny. <laughs> I know. When we arrived in the next town, it was all like we gave a gigantic sigh of relief at once. <sighs> we felt that we were back in normal civilization. However, people who ran that inn that we stayed in, the, that we stayed at in the second town, did tell us some very freaky stories about Blanche. It's like they, they go into the other town. They're like, ah, finally, white people. <laughs> stories that made us glad we really didn't stay there. And that's the end. What? <laughs> oh, that was awful. <laughs> that could have been good. It's like referring to these vague, scary things and never really even getting yeah. to what those scary it things It kind of reminded me of uh, an H.P. Lovecraft story that already exists. Um Dagon? <laughs> like you said, that already exists. Like HP. <laughs> it, it reminds me of a story that isn't real yet. <laughs> so I'll read well, another... Like a ripoff, basically. Um, mm -hmm. Another mm -hmm. one of the high rated... This is the highest rated one that Ryan found. It's called Stairs. Hold on. This is really annoying. Yeah, it is. <sighs> what am I supposed to do? This... Oh, God, I forgot my phone over there. Help. Just toss it. <laughs> okay, stairs. Yeah, and there's like a really creepy picture in the uh, in the story. Who's it by? This is by, if there is a name, credit to Jack. Let's see the picture. <clears throat> H.P. Lovecraft. That's why I picked it. Because I saw picture? the picture. <laughs> you know what the picture reminds me of? Um... It looks like the, is it a vine, I think, where the young man's wearing that old lady mask and somebody shoves oh, yeah. 
the uh, glove hand down his throat. So yes, stairs. Uh, this is in the category of deaths, murders, and disappearances, strange and unexplained. All right, Amir, take it away. In 1984, there lived an old widowed lady by herself in a two-story house who was completely immobile and bound to her wheelchair. Ever since the mysterious death of her husband, she required the aid of a carer who would visit her daily to help her with her everyday tasks. What made it even more difficult was the fact that the two floors of the house were only connected by an old staircase inside. When the old lady needed to move between the two, the carer would have to carry her frail body like an infant up and down the stairs. One day the police received a call from the widow. There had been a murder. Since police units were scarce at the time, and the murderer had already fled the scene, only one detective was sent out to conduct the initial crime scene report. He arrived to see the carer's body splayed out on the floor with her vocal cords ripped out and a pool of blood on the first level of the house. But the old lady atop the staircase in her wheelchair watching him, still and silently, seemingly in shock. She's like, hey, you old bastard never gave me an orgasm. He could immediately rule her out as a suspect. You guys know this is a comedy podcast, right? Due to her inability to move up and down the stairs, and because she was trapped up there the time the murder took place. How does he know that? It was similar to the death of her husband many years ago, this <gasps> bitch is guilty, who had suffocated in his sleep on the couch downstairs. <laughs> I, I know when I'm sleeping on the couch... I wake up in a sputter because I'm suffocating on the couch. I was really tempted to kill Andy when he was sleeping on my couch the other night. That had been fun. The other night? I was like two weeks ago. That long ago? How about the sweet high fives you were giving Robin in bed trying to make Andy think you guys were doing weird shit? Yeah, yeah and I just left. <laughs> Fuck this. The detective put on his gloves, took photos, swabbed for evidence, and oh, covered yeah. the body until the coroner arrived oh, later. Yeah. All routine business, except for him putting his fingers in his ass. <laughs> he's, the mouth? He's, that's my job. Yeah. He scoped the house downstairs for any clues, then asked the old lady if he could look upstairs. She insisted that she was upstairs the whole time, and no one apart from her had been up there that day. But that technically isn't a no. It's true. But regardless of this, the detective ascended the staircase to which she hesitantly moved aside. Well, you can't really move aside on a wheelchair. You kind of have to like do a 360 and move out of the way. What if she had like a sweet, like a, yeah, like an all way one, kind of like some of those grocery carts. It's <laughs> like two spheres, this wheels. <laughs> Beyond the staircase, there was a narrow corridor with three closed doors along it. He checked behind each of these doors, the empty bedroom, Nothing. The bathroom? Nothing. He became anxious as he slowly made his way to the final bedroom where the old lady slept and masturbated sometimes. The old bastard never giving me old gallon gun to myself. You guys ever masturbated on a wheelchair? On a wheelchair? Or yeah. in one? Like sitting in a wheelchair. And like, like on as in like, oh, I'm going to come, come in this on wheelchair. wheelchair. <laughs> Such can't, a hot wheelchair. Can't say I have. <laughs> I've masturbated. <laughs> <laughs> you all right? Uh, yeah. Did I just roll a wheelchair into the room? I, I've masturbated in some weird areas, but I can't say I've ever masturbated on a wheelchair or in one. You guys find wheelchairs attractive? You ever come on the ground and roll your wheelchair? <laughs> yeah, right. I, can't, I can't stop. 
So, right, the detective is going to head to the old lady's bedroom. He's at the door. He opened it, and everything looked normal. Ah, so much lady cum in here. <laughs> a bed? There's actually a scientific study that has proven that lady cum is really, or the squirt is really just urine. It's mostly urine. Mostly. There's other stuff in it. Nice. Like <clears throat> vitamin Pogs. D. <laughs> so, everything looked Pogs. normal. Everything looked normal. A bed, a wardrobe, and a bedside table with a lamp. He checked every wall of the room in horror, as it was not what he discovered, but it was what he didn't discover that made him stop dead in his tracks and slowly reach for his gun in his holster. He's like, wait a minute. Also, what happened to your voice? It just got slowly deeper and deeper. Because it it's getting a, to the climax. It was a detail. <laughs> so minor. He also might have heard his throat with that weird sound he made. <laughs> but they had completely overlooked it on the last investigation of the husband's death. There was no phone upstairs. He suddenly heard a noise as he withdrew his gun and rushed out of the room, only to find an empty wheelchair atop the stairs. Mm. Ah, I'm the old lady! <laughs> Is that the That's end? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> it ended with the old lady. That's actually a function in horror movies you don't see very often, like someone in a, a wheelchair, like a creepy old person in a wheelchair. I think they try to <laughs> steer away from that now. Who becomes creepy. Okay, this one is called Sunburn, and it is by Tony. Is hey, this, is this about Tony. Dark people. Why is everything going to be race with you, huh? Because the first one you read was race. We're all one race. It's true. <laughs> it's the human race. <laughs> I'm on the same page as you. Okay, let me just oh, yawn this is real in quick. Artifacts and objects. Interesting. <clears throat> four, okay. four minutes of reading, so get used to Ryan's voice. I have a great reading voice. <clears throat> oh, God. I awoke to the sound of my mother in the kitchen. Groggily, I swung my legs out from under the covers and got dressed in jean shorts and a simple white t-shirt. I might be a woman. <laughs> oh, also, for your next story, you have to read it in some accent. Oh, then there will be something. And then the next one. Oh, okay, okay. There will be something. Then I grabbed a white cloth off of my dresser. It was a bandana that I had found earlier in the year, in January. It was in a box at a yard sale labeled, do not wear in sunlight. <laughs> a funny joke, I thought. I took it to the lady. You know, I'm going to do a Southern <laughs> Belle now because I feel like as a woman. <laughs> <clears throat> I took it to the lady running the sale. She was old and frail. <laughs> she stared at me. Don't wear that in the sun. I laughed. And bought it anyway. What an <laughs> old hag. <laughs> what a dumb old bitch. <laughs> I put it on my head and tied it in the back. I had never before worn it. Okay. As I walked into the kitchen, my mother said to me, Oh, darling, get out to the shed and get the hedge clippers. I need you to trim the holly bushes out front. I agreed to do as she asked. After all, she was my mother. So I strode down the cobblestone path behind our house towards the shed. You like my little hand moving that I have to some for some reason do while I'm, <laughs> I'm neutral. Starts going like this. It's like, you know what? Now I'm into it. As I neared that old shed, I noticed how hot it was outside. Ooh, 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 the vipers. Oh, sweaty, sweaty balls. Oh. It was so hot outside. No, how it's, hot it's like was a sweaty it? vulva. How well, my hot, balls are sweaty. How hot was it? It was so hot. It was like an apple turnover on a June bug. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. 
It was so hot outside that the heat was coming off the surface of the shed in waves. I pushed open the door. Ow, I exclaimed. The sizzling door blistered my hand. I shook it off and went inside. Oh, it was sweltering. Mm. This was the correct voice to use. Mm. I immediately broke into a sweat. I do that just sitting here. Yeah, I can confirm. It's not good. Mm. Do you know people... Uh, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but we'll sometimes get Botox to stop sweating so much. Should we sign no up way. for that? I might. I might have to. Some people Botox their balls just to make them full and swollen. Okay. No <laughs> way. The drops rolled off my nose and onto the dirt floor of the shed. I wanted to quickly find the hedge clippers. As I dug around in a toolbox, you gonna be okay? <laughs> I just clicked on your last link. I'm sorry. God, no, don't ruin the surprise. That one's my finale. What is your finale? No, no, no. We can't. It'll be better this way. <clears throat> As I dug around in a toolbox, the sweat on my face started to blur my vision. I wiped my brow and was surprised to find that the sweat didn't come off. I passed it off as a trick of the heat, blinked my eyes, and found the hitch clippers. <laughs> I left the shed only to find even more heat outside. Oh, it was painful, but I had to do what my mother asked or I'd be in trouble. She beats me. I clomped. Oh, well, I guess I'm not a lady. I'm a horse. <laughs> I clomped to the front yard and started on the bushes. The sun I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be bared down on my back and arms. Even my butt felt like fire. Ooh, and I was crouching, hiding it from the sun. I was like, blistered. get out of there, little bum bum. <laughs> get out of the sun. What are you doing, son? What you do? May it be. My front and face and feet and fingers, there's no commas in that, were all burning too. The heat was immeasurable, intense, and I suffered all. All afternoon, every try, every time I tried to wipe the sweat away, it stayed and got sopped up in my banana. <laughs> my banana. <laughs> I don't know why I keep saying banana. My, my banana. Banana. <laughs> There's no spelling mistakes in this. I'm just stupid. <laughs> Created a soaking wet veil on my head, and finally the bushes were finished. I quickly retreated inside and into my room to get clothes. Then I flew into my bathroom to take a shower and clean up. I gasped at my reflection. Bright red skin stretched over my face and back and front. <laughs> no tan lines were visible. My whole body was sunburnt and oh, the sweat remained unclearable from my visage. I touched my skin. Mm. 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 Agony erupted all over my body. What is it? Oh, agony. Agony. I, agony. <laughs> I then realized I hadn't removed the bandana. I tried to pull it off. It wouldn't come. So I played with its balls a little bit. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> when Amir says dirty shit, he's like, I'm a fucking laugh riot. But when anybody else does it, he's like, that's not appropriate or <clears throat> funny for the podcast. <laughs> On the third attempt, Ass. I accidentally touched my burned skin. In a fit of pain, I scratched my forehead. My skin was already peeling. And then I scratched my banana. <laughs> I took hold of the peeled piece and pulled. Eyes closed. Why would you peel the skin that's uh. immediately started to peel? Uh. For I couldn't sense the coming agony. I'm stupid. <laughs> 
but it didn't come. I continued to pull at the piece. Finally, it came loose. I opened my eyes and screamed. My face had peeled off, and the bandana had come with it. I looked at the bandana in horror, the memory of the box it was in coming back to me. Slowly, the rest of the skin on my head fell off, peeling in slow motion. I watched in horror as the skin on my arms and legs went. Just as my eyes burned, bloodshot were about to fall out, I noticed brownish smeared words on the bandana <laughs> written in blood and sweat. I warned you not to wear it in the sun. <laughs> that ending. It was almost a good one. The endings. No. Well, I'm frustrated right. that you've ruined my little surprise for my last well, story. I only saw the website it was in. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm doing this one. Which What's one? It called? It's a bad one. What's it's it called? You don't have to say it's bad. Just tell us which one it is. Graham? Graham. Graham? Graham? Remember, you need an accent here. If so okay. I guess Amir's... <clears throat> I can. Have, there's one more good one that I can do. There's another bad one too. If you want to do that one, okay. This is an old poem that kids used to sing during the Middle Ages. Its source is still unknown today. <laughs> if you see a great tall man, don't worry, he is a friend. Don't ask him what his name, for he will be your friend. His name is LeBron James. <laughs> if you have. Other good friends, don't worry. They won't matter. Are you okay? You are all that is greater. Not them. He shall be friend. You see him teeter on land. He never drinks from daddy's juice. <laughs> you see him all to great joys. You never drink daddy's juice. He is so really grand. Don't ask him about the hat that sits on his bald head. He won't ever tell it that. <laughs> why his, why it is as soft as lead. Can you say that one more time? He won't ever tell yath. <laughs> <laughs> yath. It actually says yath. It does. I've never seen that word before. Why it's as soft as lead. You see do these him rhyme? No, nope. some of them kind of do. <laughs> you see him at the starshine. You won't see at the skylight. Always you see at night. But mostly at the moonshine. This is like one of those memes where it's like, oh, uh, what would you do if uh, your girlfriend's sister came in and then it just starts mixing words all over the place? <laughs> you don't ask him what his name. No, you ask him what his name. You ask him what his name. He doesn't say a yelp. He asks you for a kind help. After that, you will get the same. <laughs> He asks you a small favor. Kill your mom and so your dad. <laughs> but small favor? Hey, bud. I just need a small favor from you. Can you just um Fuck, I just hate your mom. Okay? Can you just can you just like just like wreck your dad, please? <laughs> but must give me favor. Never tell about your lad. If you peace your family, you will hear what you waited. Through his mouth you will rally. Words long asked and awaited. He will now say this soon. My name is really Graham. Graham? 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 Graham. Graham. And I am fame. You know I am the moon. He will say he needs you, for he is not done. You will need to stop none. He is not finished with you. <laughs> 
Who is that by? Poodle in a can. Poodle in a can. If you're listening, maybe take some classes for like uh, creative writing. Also, <laughs> just like stop smoking meth. That was the best one. Okay, I'm gonna do. Uh, okay. So there's there's um, horrors of the Commonwealth or S- Boogeyman. I'm gonna do Boogeyman. Spooky man. <clears throat> Boogeyman. I'm your boogeyman, boogeyman. I'm going to try to do this in an English accent. Turn me on. So boogeyman is in the category of um, strange and unexplained. So we'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> so we'll, we'll do that one. Uh, Andrew, you'll go next instead. Oh. You'll do Horrors of the Commonwealth, and then I'll do the final one that I titled Under the Bed. So I'm doing another one right now? No. no. Me, me first, oh. then Amir, okay. you, then me, final. Okay. So this is called The Boogeyman by Vincent Vina Cava. Mm, that's a fun name. He actually has a profile on the website. None of the other people did. Bitch, uh, suck it. <laughs> it started with my thing. Oh my gosh. That was amazing. <laughs> Where does your brain go when you try to do accents? Let's try that again. Take it from the top. It started. <laughs> okay, I can do this. I can do this. It started with my three-year-old son screaming in his room in the middle of the night. When I came in to check on him, he was in hysterics. Tears ran down his little cheeks as he cried how the boogeyman had frightened him. I let him sleep with my wife and I for the night, thinking it was just a bad dream. The next evening, he didn't even want to be in his room, but I convinced him that the boogeyman was just a figment of his imagination. I was awoken once more by his screams. I rushed to his room to find him in tears again, like Andy. On the third night, I set up a camcorder in his room in order to show him that there was no monster. (laughs) (laughs) What? Also, like your British accent has turned into Dracula. (laughs) It started out kind of British. Then he started throwing some weird like Scottish Irish stuff in it. And then it became Bostonian for some reason. Yeah, I got the Boston. (laughs) There was no monster. (laughs) Say hi to to your monster for me. It was terrifying. The monster. (laughs) That evening, there was no screaming and no crying. I was refreshed when I woke up in the morning (laughs) after having gotten my first good night's sleep in three days. However, my son did seem fatigued. He didn't even put on his usual fuss in the morning when we got him ready for preschool. When my wife took him to daycare, I decided to review the camera's tape in order to find out how he had slept. Hmm, That's good. Smart. I'll never forget what I saw. And And I I won't tell you. (laughs) At around 2 a.m. while my son was asleep, his closet door slowly creaked open. Out of the shadows crept a pale, naked, veiny woman with long white hair. It was Howie Mandel. And solid black eyes. I punched them. No, I didn't. (laughs) Body was bony and frail like that of a Holocaust survivor. 
That got Scottish there for sure. <laughs> also, like a Holocaust. <laughs> that's a terrible. That is terrible. That I, is, that's I, actually written. That's a terrible metaphor. When she turned to the side, I could see her spine protruding from her hunched back like a dinosaur. I could see her spine. Is this her, one of the good ones? Yeah. She reached into my son's crib with her unnaturally large hands and covered his mouth. He was trying to scream, but he couldn't. The palm of one of her hands easily enveloped his head, muffling his cries. She snatched him up with the ease that a person of her frame should not have had, then walked back into the closet with him in her arms. An hour later, she returned with what looked like a wriggling maggot the size of a duffel bag and placed it in my son's bed before retreating once more into the closet. Over the next two hours, I watched it twist and writhe while it grew and mutated until it looked just like my baby boy. It's like a changeling. Once the transformation was completed, it got out of bed and slipped on a pair of his pajamas, then slid back between the covers and waited for us to come in. I don't know what that thing is that left with my wife this morning, but I know it's not my son. My goodness. I don't get it. It could be that I was interrupted with a lot of laughter, but... I was also adding some sound effects. Your sound effects were... Not good. It's not what I was going to say, but I was going to lie. So I was going to say they were good. They were fine up until he was like, oh, he put on his pajamas, and you're like, pew! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, mister. Slam! Pew, pew. (laughs) Also... What actor did Amir sound like through the majority of that? He's like a, um, like Eastern European actor. Usually plays a blad, a blad, a bad guy. Oh, I know who you're talking, but I don't know his name. Yeah, I can't remember either. But fucking, that was fantastic. All right, Andrew, take oh. it away with our last bad one called "Horrors of the Commonwealth." Horrors? Horrors. Oh. This is about the spirit of the dead queen Elizabeth II. No, it's not actually. <clears throat> Rest in peace. This is, yeah, the lowest rated 1.86 out of 10. Yikes. Is it? By Cole oh, it Villa is. Gomez. I don't know, man. That Graham one was like oh, a fever dream. Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> loved it. The ground was dry and covered in a fallen pine needles rotting away back into the earth from which they came. The smell of moss and pine was thick, engulfing cliffs nostrils. It was not a discomforting scent. Rather sweet, but there was something more. And it was more discomforting, unwelcoming, and growing. Now that it was no longer hidden in the aroma of the woods, it now carried as an aroma of its own, growing stronger like the sensation of a discovered wound. He felt unnerved and decided he would be better off heading his way back to camp, find another spot to pee. If Cliff turned right to leave, life may have been a little easier. There would have been less nightmares, less things rattling the cage in his head every waking hour of every waking day, but he did not turn right. Almost immediately after he turned left, he found found her, the girl. The group was chasing yesterday, chasing her around like a little chicken that escaped the coop. He thought she was still covered in mud, now dried into clinging lumps of dirt. 
She was laying on her back, one arm stretched out in a yawn, and the other placed clumsily at her side. She was naked, down to the skin, no clothes in sight, and this made Cliff very, very nervous. She was naked, down to the skin. <laughs> that wouldn't make me nervous, that just make me horny. His first reaction was to look away as he fost- as his foster father had taught him before, to never peek at a naked girl. Okay. <laughs> Especially one so young. Of course, he was only 12 years old, and his curiosity had gotten the better of him. So he turned his head back to her. This was his second mistake. Hmm. I just want you to see the advertisement that I'm seeing in this photo. (laughs) (laughs) Now, to describe it, it's like a... It's an anime lady who's bending over with the ass to the camera. And she has giant boobies. Mm. And that's what he saw. She was not sleeping. A clear realization he had almost instantly and wished to God he didn't wish wished <laughs> he had left, assuming she was in a deep slumber. In a way, she was. She was dead. Cliff felt his heart stop in his chest and found it difficult to stand. The urge to cry fell over him like a trap net, trying to pull him down to the ground and keep him there for the hunter to find. The feeling meant to own him entirely, but he could not let it. He had to stay strong. If Ford ever saw him cry, he would surely give him something real to cry about. Who's Ford? Where Ford. are these? Like behind the Ford vehicles. Ford. <laughs> I don't know his name. Harrison Ford. Harry. <laughs> Was this not real? He looked. This time he really looked. What he was seeing and his stomach tightened like a drum. His knees went numb, but he still managed to stand. Through the clumpy mess of mud, he could see her face twisted in a tangle of knots and bruises, deforming her eyes swollen shut. He remembered how she looked before, beautiful, as much as a mud-writhed 14-year-old could be. Whatever, he's going through purities. Now she hot. lay like a crude clay sculpture that had been mutilated by a drunk, petty competitor. <laughs> there was a dark blue ring around her neck, swollen twice its normal size, and his eyes ventured down. This is, or this was it, his biggest mistake. Blood. <laughs> he saw blood. Blood. <laughs> what had set everything into motion over his last remaining days as a child? The child he had denied himself to be, that Ford had denied him, that set the images that would not stop, nightmares that would not end. Blood! It covered her private places completely, dried to a thin brown crust, matted down the little pubic hair she had grown (laughs) in her compromised adolescence. Oh, God. What the hell? (laughs) What are you making me read? Again, I didn't proofread these stories. I just Cliff some. clapped his hands painfully over his face. And at last the tears came, treacherous and screaming with freedom. He could feel the hot, wet drips running through the places between his fingers. Oh, God! <laughs> Cliff choked under his breath, and hideous grief shame washed over him like an acid bath. Oh, my God! He choked again, not removing his hands, tears flowing faster and hotter through his hands. 
She was a virgin, he thought numbly. What? <laughs> numbly. She was 14 years old and a virgin she had been. Is that the end? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Wait, was the story just he saw a dead body? So somebody else's review. So many questions. Who is Ford? Why does this kid care that she's a virgin? Where is the plot? Where is the reason for any of this? Uh-huh. Like you said, it feels like it's like the middle of a story someone wrote. Uh, thanks, beep, beep, Richie, for that review. <laughs> okay, last story. Uh, let's not look at it or anything. Just really bask in the ambiance of this story that I'm going to read. This is the scariest one I found. I've read it before. It's very scary. This story is called Under the Bed, and it is by Cthulhu. This is long. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Okay. <clears throat> okay. My name is Joseph, and this is what happened to me when I was in high school. I was a timid kid growing up. I wanted to get into sports, but I didn't have the physique for either football, soccer, or baseball. I wanted to ask a girl out, but I kept freezing up before I could even walk over to her like a deer in headlights. While most guys were into hunting, I felt bad about the animals they were hunting. I was even a vegetarian. Oh my God. Pussy. <laughs> I never really tried to stick out much in school, which made me a pretty good target for bullies. I knew their schedules after a while and learned to avoid them, so it didn't get too bad. I had a couple of good friends to hang out with, or I occupied my time by either exploring the woods out behind my house or loitering around the small town that I lived in. Anything to keep myself away from my house. I can't explain why, but there would be times where it would feel like someone was watching me, out of sight. Either in the house or the barn, my hair on the back of my neck would stand up and I would hear the slightest noises. Bang! The creek floorboard. <laughs> Rustling of hay. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> A scratch, scratch hey. noise. Scratch, 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 scratch. Mm -hmm. You probably think I was the one making that noise or thought it was something else, but I know that it wasn't me. I'd known since I was 10. I tried to tell my folks, but they didn't believe me. Okay, simmer down now. Dad would just tell me to stop being so timid and be a man. Be a man. <laughs> Mom would scold him for being so harsh with me and assured me that it was either my imagination or a rodent. I tried setting up some live traps, but I would find the cheese or peanut butter gone the next morning. The trap hadn't been set off. Who Smart. ate my peanut butter? Smart rats. Nothing really happened after a while. I even began to doubt myself. Until one night. Mm -hmm. Right, boys, here we go. <clears throat> scratch, scratch, scratch. It was a quiet night. There was no clouds in the sky, allowing the full moon to shine right into my room, making it easy for me to see clearly. I hate that. I sleep with a sleep mask because I don't like it. I was soundly asleep until around midnight when a noise woke me up. A chihuahua? <laughs> it was the hay. <laughs> it was a creak that came from under the bed. I decided that enough was enough, and with steadfast resolution that I've never had before, I checked under my bed. But I found nothing. <gasps> I lifted myself back into bed and put the covers over myself. <laughs> Not sure. Okay, you guys need to stop <laughs> with the fully artist shit. <laughs> That's when I heard... A scritch scratch noise from the closet. No one be more like scratch scratch scratch. 
There was no noise for the longest time. So silence, please. (laughs) Then a hand curled around the closet shutter. The fingers were long and clawed. Then it quietly pushed the shutter open, revealing a long, furred arm. The thing slowly, but assuredly, left my closet. So like he was doing it slowly with tons of purpose. (laughs) 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 It was big, way too big to have fit into my small closet. It was considerably large and tall, three feet taller than my dad, who was 5'10". What? Three feet taller? That means so almost eight, nine ten. feet. <laughs> and I thought it was, it was in the his opposite. Closet. I was like, wait, doesn't that mean the monster's five ten? The, dad, <laughs> the dad's two ten. <laughs> it slowly came over to my bed, where I finally could see the whole thing. It was covered in shaggy, it wasn't me, dark fur, <laughs> but the body was covered in shorter fur, while the head and most of the spine had a wavy mane that covered most of its face, making it tough to see. It had long, spindly arms and legs that ended in human-like hands and feet, even though they were also slim and clawed. The skin that I could see, hands, feet, under the arms and the sides of the legs, mouth and toes, was dark, but not like the dark skin of a human. (laughs) More like really dark gray, with the skin getting lighter towards fingertips and toes. This thing had gripped the end of my bed and lifted itself off of the ground where its feet landed on the bed frame. The part that stuck out alongside the bed itself. Whatever this thing was, it was incredibly flexible and strong. Its arms slowly went to and gripped the headboard. The hands and feet seemed slightly proportionally large than its body would suggest. This person's writing's not great. It lowered its long at least compared to a human's, and shaggy neck. I could hear it breathe through its nose. Has a sinus problem. You okay over there, man? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It lowered its head further until the head... This is the scariest story we're reading, by the way. Super terrifying. It lowered its head further until the hair of its mane started to tickle my neck and cheeks. I was frozen. In, yeah, that's the sound he's making. I was frozen in absolute fear. I had no idea what this thing was or why it was here. Was it going to eat me? Was it going to die here and nobody would know what happened? Well, there were, well, people would know because you live with your parents. Will there be a body to find it all? I was sweating bullets. It smelled musty but not particularly unpleasant. This thing then sniffed me a few times before getting back up. (laughs) I let go of the headboard, squatting directly over my legs, and pushed the blankets off the bed. It gently, but firmly, gripped my legs before slowly sliding me down the bed until my head was just barely on the pillow. My God, I thought, this is it. This is how I die. It gently slid my shirt over my stomach and lower chest. This thing stuck its long, pink tongue and licked my stomach and chest a couple of times, licking some of the sweat off. I could see its teeth. Very sharp-looking teeth. Okay, it's not a gremlin. It then had a hold of my pajama bottoms and slowly pulled them all the way down to my feet. Shut up, this is a scary story for real scary bros. It's going to undress me before eating me? That makes sense. Like, you don't want to eat clothes. 
It bent its head over my boxers and began sniffing. Despite my paralyzing fear... <clears throat> Sorry, let me say that again. It's, just, it's very scary. Despite my paralyzing fear, I was getting erect from the hot oh breath this God. thing was blowing over my dick. <laughs> Super scary. A few quick sniffs and then a deep breath in before it exhaled. It arched its body and licked the palm of its hand before it swept the bangs that were covering its face and looked at me. I gasped. <gasps> This thing was a girl? She had a surprisingly feminine face. Nothing like the popular girls at school, though. God. It was more round and practically hairless. Didn't you just talk about how it had hair on its face? Yep. It had hair everywhere. Yeah. Had air, yeah. Her brow, well, whatever. Her brows looked normal and her eyes were colored yellow like a cat. But the pupils were round like a human. Her skin was dark. Dark gray with it getting lighter at the tips of her ears, lips, and nose. The ears themselves <laughs> looked human enough, but they were pointed, reminding me of a fantasy elf as opposed to just an elf. <laughs> a real-life elf. Yeah. yeah. She had a bit of sideburns growing near her ears, mm. but nothing ridiculous. Nothing gross. gross. Nothing, nothing ugly. Nothing, nothing, nothing too much. The actual hair on her neck seemed to stop at the jawbone, separating her face and neck. Now that the light was properly on her, I could see her breasts. <laughs> <laughs> Super scary story. They were also furred, but more like peach fuzz. Mm. Her nipples and areolas were hairless and colored light gray. Oh, God. I was kind of in awe, to say the least. Fuck yeah. She looked back down and seemed confused by the boxers. Slightly encouraged, I began to lift myself up and reached over to my boxers. She completely froze, as if it was some f sort of fictional T-Rex. Okay. What do you mean fictional? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, T-Rexes, they're not real. It's just some weird, like, uh, creationist propaganda. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. She looked like she was barely breathing. I took the hem of my boxers and slid them down, freeing my hard member. Her eyes immediately darted to my nearly seven-inch erection. <laughs> I then slid both... Stop. You're undermining the terror and the yeah. tension. <laughs> so scary. His balls. I then slid both the boxers and pajamas off of my legs and gently kicked them off of the bed. I laid back down and stayed still. She unfroze herself and sniffed my manhood again. She seemed to pant out her mouth this time, though. She lifted her pelvis from where it was and unceremoniously put it into mine. I quietly grunted <clears throat> from the feeling of her soft hair touching me. She then began to grind on me. This seriously felt way too good. <laughs> Soon enough, I spurted from the sensation of her pussy covering my dick with her wetness. <laughs> Super scary story. Wait a minute. She bent over her This me isn't creepy pasta. And licked the cum from my stomach, her long tongue slathering over me. I could smell her arousal very clearly, and it was making my head dizzy. <laughs> okay. I was going to stop there, but I have to read this little part here because it's... Okay. <clears throat> After she was done, she plopped her wetness onto my persisting dick. <laughs> but instead of grinding, she positioned her pelvis in such an angle that her lips gripped the head of my dick. And she sort of lifted it into a right angle, pointing directly into her entrance. 
her entrance. To this day, I have no idea how she did that. <laughs> I'm going to have nightmares about this story. <clears throat> Super scary. Yeah, no. Slowly, it's... she pushed herself down my prick, covering it slack with her own juices. Slick. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. She was panting heavily now, looking directly into my eyes with a certain knowing. She was quite tight for her size compared to mine. Squeezing me. Well, because she's like eight, almost nine feet tall. Oh, you think she'd have a right. big yeah. cave. Big gash. <clears throat> cool. She was quite... Okay, blah, blah, blah. She then went into a rhythm of going up and down. It's called fucking. You she panted along with her thrusts. I couldn't help but pant and groan too. After a while, the tip of my cock felt a sort of blockage, which after tonight I had found out that it was her cervix descending. <laughs> Every time my head touched it, this creature would give off a sort of squeak of pleasure that really didn't sound like it belonged coming from her mouth. Want to read it, Andy? I wanted to read it. No, I don't want to read it. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculously cute. She closed her eyes and her tongue was rolling out of her mouth. It turns out the monster was Michael Jackson. <laughs> Should I keep going? Or no. <laughs> you already went too far. <laughs> uh, this story is called Strange Sexy Under the Bed, and it's by Sexy Cthulhu. <laughs> Oh, that's why you were being coy about the name. This is one of the reviews. <clears throat> I really like this story. I was hoping he'd find her again for a longer period, but it was a wonderful story. <laughs> in another review, I kind of want to see this become a series, actually. It's cute in a way. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This so, is written by Sexy... I just C said that. Sexy Cthulhu. Yeah. Who's also written... Strange, sexy, otherworldly. A guy's friend's aunt is keeping an unusual secret. I want to read that one. <laughs> and Perhaps uh, next You're time. like, huh, let's bookmark this. Boy meets mutant girl in the post-apocalypse. These are some weird, sexy stories. Anyway. So that's the end. That's all the stories I had. And do, you got, do you got a story? No. Andy? What did we think? This is some good stuff. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. We had some laughs, some scares. We had some cries. I had some cries. Some penis leaking from being hard. It's a prick. Prickum. Prickum. Pew pew. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let me just take my pajamas off. Pew pew. <laughs> yeah. So this is a special treat <laughs> for our Patreon. You guys spending money on this. <laughs> this is a... Can't wait for Christmas because there's going to be so many treats. That's true. We're going to get a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess the next thing we're going to be doing for our Patreon will be it, right? It. Yep. We're going to so, try yeah. to space it out a bit. I, and, think it's, uh, I think I looked at the runtime is about two forty to three hours long. It's total. three hours and fourteen minutes. So, so if we did episodes of like thirty minutes, forty-five minutes, I think maybe like six. Depending six on episodes. again, obviously good spots to stop in the yeah. film. Um. If you you want us to read some more spooky stories, yeah, very spooky stories. Let us know. Yeah, and I'm you excited. could almost call them freaky stories. Ah, <laughs> oh, where'd that bug come from? <laughs> All right, uh, you've been listening to Survive the Night on Patreon. My name's Amir. I've been here with Andy. Hello. And Ryan. Mm, yeah. Sayonara. Bye.